Just fantasy baseball. We're back with a little Friday, Saturday episode, weekend edition. Clay, happy Yuri Perez Day. That's first and foremost, happy Yuri Perez Day. He's going to go against your Cincinnati Reds against Graham Ashcraft tonight. They're going to be wearing, those Marlins are going to be wearing their teal pinstripes. It's just a a beautiful thing to see on a Friday night. Um, That's what I'm going to be tuned into. Yuri Perez, for those that do not know, is baseball's top pitching prospect just baseball's number four overall prospect um he has been unbelievable in double a this year and so much so that he made the jump right to the big leagues he's striking out this year in the minor leagues 36 percent of batters walking just 7.7 percent of batters a 51.6 percent ground ball rate and a 2.32 era if you haven't grabbed him already in your league well, he might be gone, unfortunately, but make sure, just go to your waiver wire right now as you're listening to this. Make sure he's not on somebody's team. And if he's not, go pick him up. Yeah, I have you to thank. So I um, drove through the night back from Atlanta from a work trip, was taking a nap, only to wake up to Colby's text in all caps about Perez and to go pick him up. And uh, it's funny, Colby, somebody from my league messaged me and said, I literally clicked add, and when I was deciding who to drop, you added him, so I couldn't add him. So I literally beat him by second, so I'm I'm pretty happy about that. First start for a 20-year-old Great American Ballpark. We'll see how it goes, man. He's special. Um, he's special, but you and we and we've seen no, 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 no. It's in Miami. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, in Miami. But, you know, we, we've seen it with prospects where some of them come up and you get the Bryce Miller and some of them come up and you get Brandon Fott. You know what I mean? Who knows? But I'm so excited to 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 watch him pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Me too, man. I mean, he's what, 6'8"? He's 6'8", and he throws so hard, has multiple secondaries, nasty changeup. I mean, this is wonderkind like level. This is the best Marlins prospect since Jose Fernandez the best pitching prospect the Marlins have had since Jose Fernandez. I mean, big shoes to fill here, big shoes to fill. So first though, Clay, before we get into talking about some guys we want to talk about and doing, you know, the little win the weekend segment, let's go through some injury updates um, because there are a lot of them to talk about right now. Um, The saddest one right off the bat is Max Freed going on the shelf with forearm soreness um tightness i don't know what it was exactly but he's gonna be out until at least july and max freed had such an amazing start to the year in his first four starts this year he gave up just one run then he had a blow-up start against baltimore and immediately went on the shelf so something was not right in that last start for him um but really upsetting because he looked like he was well on his way to another just spectacular season right in the Cy Young race. So he won't be back until early July. Sad, right? Yeah, it is sad, but um, Atlanta has a lot of starting pitching now. You know, Kyle Wright's been injured as well. And 
Um, Mike Soroka, like, I don't really know what to make of that. He's not looked good in AAA. Um, but they, you know, they have, they have some young guys that we have talked about on the show before. And that's why they're an elite team. They, they have some, some depth in the rotation that can allow them to not implode with, with an injury like this. Yeah, absolutely. Clay, you're a guy that I love to hear you say just went on the shelf. Tyler Malley is on the shelf for the season with Tommy John surgery. He was off to a great start to the year as well, man. And the twins are really going to miss him. I mean, he was striking out uh, a career high, walking a career low, had a 3.16 ERA, a 3.06 expected ERA through five starts this season. That is a huge blow for the twins, a huge blow for fantasy owners um, because he, he looked like he was on his way to a really fine season. He was a player who was always a bit underrated because when you got him out of great American ballpark with the Reds, he pitched well. His career splits were absurd. And that was the main reason I was like, the Reds need to trade this guy because it's not a small sample. Like it may be mental. Like I don't know why he cannot pitch in Cincinnati, but it sucks for the twins. Luckily, they also have someone like Bailey Ober who's been able to step up and pitch well enough, you know, and he was good last year. I just wrote a roster trends for fantasy baseball article that dropped this morning um fr- friday morning at just baseball if you all want to check that out but i talked a little bit about bailey ober the twins they've had some bad bad injuries in their in their rotation and uh you know there's a few guys that can get them by but i wouldn't be surprised if they're going to look to add somebody yeah absolutely i mean they're a win now team you know, Clay, you bring up the the home road splits. He had an ERA near five at home for his career. He had an ERA of 3.73 on the road. Yeah. Um, the problem is you can't be a fly ball pitcher at Great American Ballpark. Yeah. But the insane thing is, is the one ground ball pitcher that the Reds have right now, Nick Lodolo, is having the worst home run luck I've ever seen. He He's allowing... He has the high league high home run for fly ball rate. So any Nick Lodolo owners out there, I'm expecting Nick Lodolo to be just fine. He's striking out um, nearly 30% of batters, not walking anybody as we know he does, still getting those ground balls. I mean, he's just been really unlucky with the home runs he's giving up. Not worried about him. Um, Graham Ashcraft was another guy who's been dropped in 12% of ESPN leagues. He he ended up on the Fantasy Trends article, and I was surprised by that as well. Of his yeah. seven starts, he has six quality starts, or or maybe it's five of six. I whatever the number is his last outing was the only one that was not a quality start so i would say that was definitely not a quality start eight and runs in one and two thirds innings but it happens i mean that's that's the type of start that will skew your entire season like he had an era in his starts before that of two in the area of two his era right now is 3.82 after that one blow up start so yeah don't be fooled always um, but Ashcraft, yeah, the command sometimes isn't there when he's not whiffing guys that can just completely ruin him. Um, but agreed, don't do anything rash with Graham Ashcraft. All right, few more notes here. Liam Hendricks is nearing a return, Clay. Uh, he could be back possibly this week. I was looking into his minor league numbers before the episode. They don't look great on the surface, but that's because he had a little bit of a blow up in his last outing. He gave up two home runs in two thirds of an inning. Um, it was the first time that he had pitched in a back to back game, but before that had had two scoreless innings and one inning where he just gave up one earned run. So not worried about Liam Hendricks. Very excited for him to come back. I have him rostered in a few leagues. 
Um, yep, yep, and yep. he should slot into that closer role in, in Chicago immediately. Um, but just amazing story for him to return and really excited to see his energy. I think the White Sox could use a guy like him, um, just like that energy. They need something, man. That team is a disaster when it comes to culture and energy and vibes. Yeah, um, I think it was maybe a few a few weeks ago. I said, pick him up, put him on your IL. If you have the ro- the roster spot to just do it, he's going to come back. And, you know, he's a guy who could potentially be traded. I probably am not going to bet on it. But, you know, we keep talking about how do you kind of steal saves in fantasy? It's picking up a guy who's going to get traded and potentially fill a closer role. Even if he doesn't do that, he has such a strong tra- track record that I think he's going to be just fine, even with the minor league blowups and whatnot. Not too worried about that. We have years and years of good data on him. Also, for anybody out there that's watching on YouTube and you picked up Yenier Cano after watching the show, please like comment or something. I want to know who picked up Yenier Cano after we mentioned him because he has picked up a save in the last week. He still has a zero ERA. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Okay. Clay. And something to monitor there is Felix Batista. If you just look at his ERA, you will say, oh, he's been great. He's been walking like six or seven per nine. The Baltimore still Orioles still nasty though. Like, he still is nasty. nasty. But he's if that continues, out, Clay, like, he's striking out forty percent of batters. I know, but if that continues, like th- there's a non-zero chance that he could lose his spot. Is all I'm saying. Like so, Cano is in position well right now to yeah. take the closer spot if something goes wrong. For sure, because I'm sure the patience will not be. You know, the leash isn't that long. Yeah, I mean, regardless, the Orioles are winning so much that like. Yenier Cano picking up a save a week right now is not out of the question because they're just winning so much. Bautista cannot pitch every night. The one thing I am a little concerned about, though, is they're pitching Cano a lot. That's what I was going to say, man. It's just like David Bednard last year. We're like, why is he going two innings every time he goes out there, like 1.1, 1.2 innings? And um, it's good for fantasy because, you know, you may be able to get eight outs or – or six outs as opposed to three outs and more strikeouts and whatnot, but a little bit worried about that. A little bit, man. He pitched two innings on May 4th, two innings on May 7th. Then he pitched one and two thirds on the 9th. And then I was sure that he wasn't going to pitch on the 10th. And he picked up a save on the 10th. I was like, wow, they're pitching him a lot. But I guess you got to do what you got to do to get a win against the race. That's that. I mean, if you're going to spend expense your relievers it's going to be against the Rays but moving on Tyler Glass now came left his uh, rehab start this past week with an oblique injury or oblique tightness soreness I don't know it wasn't serious he's going he's expected to resume his rehab on Tuesday but regardless of it being serious or not you do not want to hear that Tyler Glass now is dealing with an oblique injury that is a nightmare and it's something something's going on with the Rays. Like something is going on with that pitching staff, man. There's been so many injuries. I, mean, I don't think it's anything that is Rays specific. I just think that pitchers oh, no. in today's climate are just getting hurt. And it's just the way I'm it is. They talking throw about, so like, the hard. way that they develop. I just meant like there's some bad vibes about <laughs> all of the injuries. Like there's they some bad cursed. mojo over there okay. in Tampa. But Taj Bradley, when are we going to see him up, Colby? Yeah, I mean, it better be soon. It better be soon. And... That's a guy to kind of stash right now. I've been stashed. He showed him that in he has the fastball. It's, it's kind of hurting me, but 
he has that fastball that he can play in the bigs with. Like that's the most important thing. Like you've seen Brandon Fott come up and really blow up. And it, and it is because of that fastball is not above league average and he leaves it middle. And it's, it's not a pitch that he can leave middle. Like Taj Bradley has the fastball that you can leave middle and get whiffs with because it, it has that movement profile. Um, couple last injury notes. Tristan McKenzie is throwing bullpens right now. He's eyeing a late May return. So that's something to just keep a lookout for. Um, and then the last one is Jose Altuve took BP with AAA um, this past week. And he could be back as soon as this week. So that's another thing to watch if you've been stashing him out in your IL. I actually play in a league, Clay. Here, here how weird this is. I play in um, a, a 12-team, 14-keeper league. And... We have a rule that you're not allowed. We do weekly waivers as well. We have a rule that you're not allowed to pick up guys that are on the injured list. So like you can only pick them up once they return. And it basically creates like, I think it's good because then it creates like a bidding war when they do come back. Um, So Jose Altuve, I'm very curious to see how much he goes for. We get a hundred dollars to spend for the year. I'm willing to bet that Altuve is going to go for, you know, 30 plus here. There is one more name that I want to to mention, and this one's a little bit further down the line, but it, everyone's kind of forgot about him. Is Tarek Skubal? He mm-hmm. he's been throwing a bull a bullpen, and he's doing only fastballs right now. But he's somebody who could come back maybe later in the summer. But think about if you could stash him right now. I think he's owned in like three percent of most leagues on ESPN. It's a guy with a 3.52 ERA last year, 2.96 FIP. You know, he's shown strikeout ability. Like, he's a good pitcher that's sitting out there. And if you have an IL spot, throw him on there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't hate that at all, Clay. I don't hate that at all. All right. Before we get into weekend streamers, win the weekend, I want to bring up just a few guys that over the last week I want to talk about trends I'm seeing. Little things. So the first guy I want to start with, Clay, Brett Beatty is kind of going through the Tristan Casas thing right now, right? I brought up Tristan Casas on the last episode and said, well, he's hitting the crap out of the ball. He's hitting the ball in the air. And guess what? Nothing's fallen for him, which can happen over a small sample size. Brett Beatty came up, um, struggled for like maybe a week, but he's been hitting. Over the last 12 games, Clay, a 13% K rate, a 10% walk rate, a 200 ISO, a 56% hard hit rate, and a 15% barrel rate. Like, that screams elite player right now. That's not a prospect making an adjustment. Like, 13% K rate is what he was doing in the minor leagues when he was hitting well over 300. The power to hit 20, 25 bombs. He's just 42% owned right now. And... The other huge thing is he's been hitting in the five hole for the Mets the last four games. So down the stretch here, I, I could expect 275, 15 bombs, a ton of opportunities for, for run production here in this Mets lineup, especially if he's hitting in the five hole. And I don't see that changing. Yeah, and we, we've talked about it preseason, and I'm sure people have, have realized how thin third base can be in, in fantasy at times. A good option right now, he's available in quite a few leagues so if you have a spot that you can pick him up yeah i i had him for a while and had to drop him just due due to roster construction i mean clay but a guy that we talked about so much and i loved is alec bohm 
But I would drop Alec Bohm for Brett Beatty right now. So I had both of them on my team, and I made that decision. No question. I kept Alec Bohm because I did not have any other first baseman besides Vinny. So I wanted a little bit of flexibility there. Um, But, man, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The other guy that I talked about in my article last week I didn't talk about on the podcast for the waiver article was Anthony Rendon. I did want to bring him up just very quickly because he's been hitting the ball very like uh, hard 40 and a half percent hard hit rate is actually the highest he's been since 2019. Um, Yeah. The power isn't crazy right now, but he's hitting 292 and he actually has an expected batting average of 300. So this is a guy that like, I think is starting to get back into it. I could expect the power to come back like, second half as he gets stronger um but this is a guy that i could consider picking up right now he has a 386 expected woba um still hitting 292 with a 418 on base percentage right now so if you're in an obp league rendon is an asset right now a couple of names i just want to throw out there too um i think it was the i i don't i don't remember when but i wrote about him in a waiver wire pickup type article and it was Ezekiel Tovar, who has been playing much, much better. Showing, that was recent, Clay. Was like yeah, sh- showing some signs of power, just looking a lot more comfortable at the plate. He's one that I would definitely con- consider, especially if you're in a little bit deeper league. Um, one that I also like is Riley Green. I think he's... Okay, so he has 30 balls hit over 100 miles an hour. 10 of them have come in the past two weeks. He actually pulled a home run. Are any of them in the air? That's my that's my hit it in the air first off question. Verlander. He had a pull side home run, and I immediately text Reese White and was like, "Did you see that? Like Riley Green lifted the ball. He elevated a baseball. He's been playing much better, and you know, he's a probably available in eighty percent of leagues or so. I'm um, out, Clay. I'm out. Thirty. 3% hard hit rate, a negative 1.4 average launch angle this... in the last two weeks. Come on. No way. He's a guy. I, I, all right. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying now I got another Detroit Tiger for you. Javi Baez. What do you think about that one? He's hitting over 300 in the past month. Javi Baez. All three home runs have come in the past 13, 14 days or so. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's been recent. Well, with, He's with striking Baez? out a career low too. I mean, with Baez, that's the type of player. Like he, he's been the type of player. If he's focusing, what do you yeah. think his strikeout rate is over the last two weeks? I have no idea. Fourteen point three percent. I mean, he, if he's doing that, yeah. I mean, if he's locked in like he was with the Mets that second half, where he he made an I adjustment think, and he wasn't striking out, like yeah, he's legit. I, I mean, three twenty one, three ninety seven OBP over the last two weeks and a five thirty six slug, three home runs. I mean. Yeah, and he's reaching he's like Rossville right now. He's whiffing 10% less on breaking balls compared to, to last year. Um, He's just looked much better. And like you said, he just looks focused. And la- last name for me is Christopher Morrell, who the Cubs utility man um, just got called up and was absolutely crushing it in AAA and hit a home run in his first game back. I'm a big fan of his, so... I may be a little biased, but somebody who has multiple p- positions can steal some bags, has some power, like and and he's just out there and available. 
Yeah, man. I mean, he went ballistic in the minor leagues. 24 years old in AAA, and he had 11 home runs in 29 games. Yeah, he was striking out 30% of the time, but he was walking. And with him, you're just looking for power and speed. And yeah, I mean, that's the type of guy worthy of a flyer. We were talking in, in ESPN, you said, Clay, he's only second base and outfield eligible. But in Yahoo, third base, shortstop, second, and outfield. So yeah, yeah. that's the type of guy you keep on your bench. And if somebody isn't playing one day, um, in any of those positions, you can slot him in. So that's kind of the beautiful thing about morale. Just a side note, and it's a bit off topic. ESPN is changing the way that they're going to do their positions going forward. Um, and I I may have mentioned this before, but I think it's 25% is how they're going to do it for players who have not, you know, if they've only played 40 games or something, you only have to play 25% to get that eligibility. Um just something to think about for for next year and and watching these players. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got a few more, Clay, a few more names. Jose Abreu, I believe, is now droppable. He's still owned in 78% oh, yeah. of leagues. He has yet to hit a home run this year. His hard hit rate is the lowest of his entire career, and not just like, oh, yeah, it's down a few ticks. No, he's at 35.8% hard hit rate this year, down from 52%. Last year, he's hitting just 158 over his last two weeks. And yeah, any any notion that he could have just been off to a slow start, you know, dealing with a new team? No, I mean, this is this is somebody that, you know, is now 36 years old. And it's always been with Jose Abreu. Uh, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And forever, I've been, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, he's been hitting the ball hard forever. Why is that going to change now at 36? And I guess it finally is changing. And this was not a guy we were on at all, really. Um, but yeah, I would say he's droppable. The The fact that he's still owned in 78% of leagues is kind of crazy to me. Um, pick up Casas. I would much rather have Tristan Casas on my Quick team note. right now. Quick note on a brave. I, I don't know why. And it's kind of morbid, but I think about this all the time. Like, Imagine if he was on the White Sox doing this and like all of the stuff the White Sox have been through th- this year. Now they're like king from the past few years is struggling this bad. So good move by the White Sox to to not Dude, bring him back. That could be a disaster of a contract yeah. for the Astros. Three years, 58 yeah. and a half million. He was so sought after. I was I mean, I wanted the Red Sox to get him. And here here I am just like, wow, thank goodness. Thank goodness we went and got Justin Turner instead of him to play DH and Casas can play first. So yeah, Jose Abreu looks pretty cooked. Um, another guy that has been struggling, Anthony Volpe, really struggling right now. On the year, 199 average, 292 on base percentage with a 338 slug. So has not really gotten it going. And, and he, even over the last 12 games, he's been struggling. He has a 26% strikeout rate, just a 4% walk rate. So over his last 12 games, uh, slash line 154, 185, 327, two home runs, three stolen bases. But Clay, I say all that and I sound negative, but I say by low, by very, very low, because over those last 12 games, 52.6% hard hit rate, a 15.8% barrel rate, and all those steals to go along with it. Like once this is another guy, like hitting the ball hard, doing things right but just getting really unlucky. And even if, I mean, I'm not expecting him to go hit 300, but if he's hitting 230 
with a good amount of power and the, the speed profile, I mean, he might steal 40, 50 bags this year. I say go aggressive and go buy him right now. Yeah, I so I dropped him. And the reason why is because I wanted to pick up more. With those steals? Well, I'm in a points league. Oh, okay. So, okay, fair. Yeah, they, they matter, but they're not as much. One not point. as much, fair. So, yeah, but I dropped him because I wanted to pick up two people who can play that and kind of figure it out for now. I needed the roster spot. So my my plan was I actually picked up Hobby Bias and Tovar. And I'm just kind of waiting for either one to cool off or one to to separate themselves until Corey Seager comes back. But Volpe, I held on as long as I can. And I just I just couldn't do it anymore. It it was hard because I love the player. Is he still available? He's been on and off like two or three r- roster since then. Okay. I mean, if he comes back on, I would consider it. Like, this is ten, the type 10 of... 10-person league. 10-person league. 10-person so. league. I think... Think about it next time he comes available because this is, again, one of those guys that's like doing everything right, but in a small sample is kind of getting a little unlucky. Could be a big second half here coming from Volpe. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, Clay, has been magical so far this season. A 1.57 ERA, 2.6 expected ERA, 3.08 FIP. He's walking just 5% of batters, which is miles below his career average around eight percent um striking out more batters than he than he did last year 25 percent k rate um he's looked great he's looked great not giving up a lot of home runs right now which could signal that he could regress towards giving up some more home runs here he has a 90 percent left on base percentage yeah yes he's been great and i have him rostered but i'm leaning towards now kind of shopping offers out for him like I think this is the this is the perfect perfect sell high candidate. Like, yes, he's actually good, so people will be interested. But do I think that he is a guy that's going to have an, an ERA under three? No. Like, this is the type of guy where yeah, he he could put up a three point four ERA the rest of the year, and that's good. But like his value right now, I bet you could get somebody to believe that he is like nearing that ace level guy. Not ace, but like you know, yeah, a good starter right now you could catch somebody sleeping he's looked so good and it's really been the command and i'm not talking about just not walking people like you see first pitch painted outside corner it's beautiful he's been awesome he's tunneling really well all of his pitches look the same until they get up on you um so i i I really like what i've seen he's actually forced more whiffs this season than before so selling high I would do it as well, even though I have him and I'm not going to sell high just because I like the player and I want to keep him. But I mean, the be- I, the I beauty of the beauty of selling high on a guy like this is that he's actually good, so that people will be interested. Yeah, right. It sometimes you do have to give up good players to get good players, and I think yep. this is the time where you could. Oh, this guy has been killing it, man! You know you want him. You know you want Eduardo. And then he's still going to be good the rest of the season. So you're not going to kill your the whoever is getting him, but it's an opportunity to get somebody else that's that's really good. Um, Clay, I just have one more. Uh, Brian Bayo looked really, really solid in his last start. I just wanted to touch on it real quick because this is a guy that like is top of my watch list. Um, this was against the Braves. Um, he got five whiffs on 11 swings on his four-seam fastball. I have yet to see him do this, but he was commanding that four-seam fastball up in the zone 
and it looked very, very lethal. He's a sinker first guy. Um, the sinker was solid, but that's the one pitch for him that gets hit really hard. And so I would like to see him go to that four seam more. Um, the changeup got 44% whiffs. The slider got 50% whiffs in this game. Um, if he's commanding the sinker, it's good. But yeah, when he's leaving it up in the zone, that's the only thing that gets beat. But he went six innings, two earned, five Ks against the Braves. Like very, very impressive start. 67% strikes. This isn't, I'm not coming here saying, wow, go pick, run and pick him up. Um, but just watch maybe the next start or two and see if he's continuing to throw strikes because if he's in the zone and commanding um he has the stuff to be very electric and he should be staying with the red Sox for the rest of the season i would i would hope i'm a fan of keeping an open roster spot to just cycle in players like this like high up oviedo was on the roster well now he's back to shit in the bed like drop him yep you know filter it in until you find someone that clicks and you end up with an e-rod who was a streaming option and whoa, wait up, let me hold on. And now you have a trade asset. So I like that. Should, should we jump into the weekend? Win the weekend? Yeah. Kill it, man. All right. So I'm just going to roll through three starting pitchers. Again, this segment is just to help you with Friday, Saturday, Sunday, try to find some extra points, some, you know, any way to help you win your matchup this week. I feel like we need to add some sound effects here. Like win the weekend. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. We will work on the sound effects. Let's get some sound effects. Three streamers right off the bat. Ranger Suarez, Saturday, season debut, only owned in 25%. You all probably know enough about Suarez. A decent option, especially as a streamer, against Colorado. Now, that's at Colorado. So Jesus, Clay, you're scaring me here. It might be a little bit, you know, we only have so much to work with. Season debut in course? We only have so much to work with here. Scary, dude. I don't Next know. Eight, I don't know okay. if I can sign off on this one. <laughs> How about signing off on this one? Adrian Hauser, Saturday against the Royals. What do you think about that one? Mostly because, you know, the Royals are not the world's best team. Adrian Hauser is on a better team. I think he'll steal a win at the very least there. Um, and he actually has looked pretty decent. Um, now it's been a tiny sample size, but. Well, where was his velocity? His velocity was there. That's a fine one. The Royals, they haven't been okay. well, though. Last one. But let me go back me. to Ranger Suarez for a second. The reason I don't like that, I like Ranger Suarez. I just am always apprehensive about starting a guy, anybody, in their first start back. Like, even Justin Verlander, I would be scared about starting them in their first start back on the season. Yeah, well, he's pretty much going to look like Randy Johnson, so pick him up. Uh, last one. Jake Irvin, if you have no idea who Jake Irvin is, don't worry, no one does. I didn't. He, he plays for the Washington Nationals baseball team. They're going up against the Mets. Holy crap, why would I pick this one? Well, because he's owned in 1%, and if you're in one of those super deep leagues or if you're in a NL-only league, anything like that, like I'm trying to give some options for everyone here. Am I going to pick up Jake Irvin? No, but I'm not in a super deep league. Hear me out. Hear me out. 10.1 innings on the year, 8Ks, 7 walks, bad, 1 run. This is flirting with disaster, but we've all been there, Colby, where you just need an option. Here's one. Is there a team that's playing worse right now compared to their expectations than the Mets? The Mets just lost a series to Detroit. They just lost a series to the Reds. Like It's not like they're clicking like they should. 
I'm just saying there's a little bit of intrigue there. Now, let no, me no, there's no intrigue. Let me completely with Jake Irvin. This is a this is a create a player guy. Like if he's not real. He's not let real. He had a 5.64 ERA in AAA and a 4.79 ERA in, in AA last year. Yeah. Good player. <laughs> I mean, this is I yeah, the one percent owned if you're in a 14 team league, like that's what that's what we are doing. A desperation. I day. okay, you're right. Desperation, yes. I gave a 25%, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cover everybody here. Um, if you need a bullpen option, trying to steal a few outs here, Drew Smith for the Mets, he's been great. 14 innings pitch, 19 Ks, three earned runs, one earned run in his past 11 outings. I like the player. He's only owned in less than 2% league. So if you're just looking for someone to pick up, try to steal some points here or steal some Ks or or whatever, Drew Smith Mets against the Nationals. Andy hasn't pitched. Um, well, I I typed this up yet yesterday, so I don't think he's pitched in the past couple of days. So he's definitely going to play. Last one, Ezekiel Duran, ten percent, can play a couple of positions for you for the Rangers. Um, three hundred five, three forty, four seventy four this year. He's looked great, but against lefties, three seventy, uh, four forty four and five fifty six. Now he's going up against the Athletics, who will pitch two lefties, both pretty underwhelming this year. And then the guy on Sunday, um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's an athletic starting pitcher, which means he's going to hit him very hard. I love that. That is the greatest sell right there. He's going against the Athletics. It's a lefty starter. I have no idea who it is. Can't be good. No, 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 no. It's it's, um, Sunday was a right-handed pitcher, and... uh, I for whatever reason I forgot to put it in my notes here or I've somehow missed it. That's but. fine. You go look that up. I do want to touch on Duran real quick because I, I like what I've seen. I mean, he's hitting the ball hard, 50% hard hit rate this year. Um, you know what the almost good thing about Duran is? He has one walk and 104 plate appearances. Like that is not actually good for real baseball talent. But for fantasy, when you're if you're in an average league, like he's just putting the ball in play, man. And for a win the weekend type of guy, like yeah, he's going to put the ball in play a ton. He could steal a couple bags. I like this one. This is the one. This is the best one of the week of the segment. I'm fired up about Ezekiel Duran, Clay. Jake, Jake Irvin or, or Duran, who, who are you picking up? God, now you got me so excited for this Jake Irvin start, though. Okay, before we get out of here, let's you you got your Boston hat on. I got my Celtics pullover. Game seven. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. 30 seconds or so. Celtics in seven, right? Has to happen. Celtics in seven. Are you kidding me? Did you watch Jason Tatum's post-game interview? No. Oh my God. The the reporter asked him point blank. He's she's like, So you came out here, couldn't find it for three quarters. You took over in the fourth quarter. And he's like, humbly, I'm one of the best basketball players in the world. Like, that's what we do. And I I mean, that is badass. Like, you go 0 of 10 in the first half. Yeah, he was bad. And then score 16 points in the fourth quarter, and you're like, yeah, that's right. I can be bad for a half and still come out and, you know, go 4 of 5 from 3 in the fourth quarter. Step backs. I mean, that was a fourth quarter to remember after one of the worst first halves ever from a superstar ever. After a couple bad games, Al Horford's going to take over in game seven 
far too good vet against the team that kind of threw him off to the side. Didn't work there. Al Horford, big game, game seven. Colby, send us home. Yeah, Lakers can can move on tonight. I'm hoping for a Lakers moving on. I want to see more LeBron, but go Celtics, Celtics in seven. Thank you all for listening. Reach out to us on Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Reach out, like, and subscribe. Thank you, guys. Adios. Adios.